TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. A drive to right field. It is back and gone. I hate him ball ball. He loves these moments. He absolutely loves these moments, and he delivers again. What a beautiful swing. Clutch swing at a clutch time, and I couldn't get it out of my mouth fast enough. As good a manager as Bob Melvin is, I didn't understand bringing in the right-hander with that man sitting on the bench, really getting ready to hit. I love this moment. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, when I, I like it all the time. Uh, but the fans when he tell me Eddie, Eddie, in pumping more, more, more positive to the home play, um, feel awesome. I hit him bomba. Oh, buddy, what a night at Target Field. <laughs> that was Dick Bramer, our guy Roy Smalley on Fox Sports North, and then that was Eddie Rosario. He loves hitting bombas. He loves when you chant Eddie, Eddie, and we do too here at the Score North. First place, Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 64, and Derek asked me to add this to the intro. Miguel Sano was one for two with two walks <laughs> and a run scored yesterday. I'm Rami Makloff, along with our Twins reporter, Derek Wetmore, the one and only Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill on the the other side of the glass. It just flows. Sometimes wins are just wins, guys. That was more than just a win in the win column yesterday. That was more than just the magic number going down. Something happened last night at Target Field, or at least I I believe something happened last night at Target Field, John. July 18th, game 95. I don't remember the last time in this godforsaken state of baseball that we have uh, (laughs) pointed to those two things and said... I think it was special. And, Rami, I agree completely with what you just said. Now, obviously, it remains to be seen. But I will tell you this. If this season ends as successfully as people hope, we will point to that game as, uh, uh-huh, that was key. Because there was there was a sense last night um, going into that pinch hit at bat by Rosario. What, they're down 3-1 to one at the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two errors again. The errors continuing. Kyle Gibson had pitched well. To his credit, had pitched well. Um, Arias makes... Arias. Thank you. Makes the, makes the error in the first. An error. And then the base running blunder. <laughs> by Arias. Yes. In what, the fourth or so? Mm-hmm. When he thinks that Jake Cave is going to get the bunt down, the Twins, but by the way, were up against it offensively enough that there was not uh, one, but two bunts put down to get guys to second and third, which were clearly called for because Rocco saw that team scuffling and struggling offensively and thought, well, at least if we can get guys into scoring position, perhaps we can get a hit to knock them in. Long story short, we got to the Rosario pinch hit at bat. And and you had a feeling like oh boy this doesn't look, does not look good now here's the special thing guys and, and I don't know if you agree with me on this or not but that's unique to baseball if Rosario started that game and that was his third at bat right and he comes up and hits that home run it's still very cool and it's still great for the Twins but baseball has a way of dictating at times circumstances when you say. That's not just cool, it's special. Yes. And the fact that this guy, and you can call it a maintenance day all you want, in my heart of hearts, I believe, and rightfully so, he was probably benched. Rosario drops that ball. It's an inexcusable drop. It's a dumb drop. And I I think Baldelli is not going to yell and scream, but I think if you don't do your job, there's consequences. 
And the fact that he comes up then, and it's not the third pitch. He or you know the count doesn't get to three and one. Did you guys have a feeling? I had a feeling. Yes. I was not surprised. But the circumstances that went into that, and, and then the beeline that Rosario took, not towards first base as that ball carried out to right field, but towards his dugout screaming, and the reaction and there. And then spiked his bat. And it was like awesome. football. That was awesome. But don't you guys think that that is something that makes baseball special? And, and if the twin season is the success that people hope, I think we don't just look back on that hit. We look back on the circumstances that went into that for a team that, and I know that the losing streak was only three games, so it was not terrible. But Derek, it's the circumstances that went into that plate appearance that made it special. Exactly right. Manny, can we hear that sound again? Which one? The home run that Eddie Rosario hit sure. yesterday. A drive to right field. Listen to the sound of the bat. Man, and the crowd too. That he was these moments. He absolutely there was a, a both a lack of energy and pent up frustration both in the crowd and in they that and pop. in that dugout. Everybody think, was ready to pop. Nelson Cruz, as as little as he moves, <laughs> roly polied over over the rail of the dugout, and it was awesome. It was yeah. just awesome. Guys were exploding out of that. That looked like us. That yes, exactly right. That looked like me jump, trying to jump the thing and be like, oh, I can't jump no. this, so I'll take my stomach and lay it on this thing to roll over it. John, we've already determined this. While Danny Cunningham might be an athlete, Rami Makhlouf might be a has-been athlete. Sorry, Rami. Judd, you and I were never worse. Wrong, that looked okay. like you and I trying to get over the high hurdles at the 400-meter dash. But it's a smart thing, right? <laughs> Like, You're like, I can't don't jump get this. Hurt. No, that'd be bad. So I'm just going to roll. I think that you said it really well, Rami, when you said there was some pent up. Like frustration's not quite right because it's only a three game losing streak. But there was some pent up feels that just needed to be let out. And Rosario let them out with one swing of the bat. I thought that was pretty epic. The, the way you said it in Twins Minute, Judd, uh, which I saw posted to Score North this morning on Twitter.com, was like, the, the Not only the clubhouse, the dugout that was sitting there, and Eddie himself, but the collection of 28,000-plus Twins fans that showed up to Target Field yesterday were hot and sweaty and waiting for some reason to yell. Dude, it was so humid out yesterday. Man, it's Ugh. sticky today, too. Ugh. But they got one. They got a reason. They got a first-pitch fastball that Eddie's just like, nope, this one, nope, this game, it's on me. And I think there is something to the... Listen, I'm I'm a baseball stats guy, and it plays out over six mm-hmm. months, 650 plate appearances. You are who you are, but I think there is an element of big game at bat. There's in, a he and Eddie Rosario. There's and he a human has element across the game that analytics cannot account for, and even and even the smartest GMs and baseball minds know that they are actually. I read an article a few years ago about some of the, you know, the minds that try to be ahead of the game. Trying to quantify clubhouse chemistry, like trying to figure out oh, if sure. they can find a way to quantify and find a formula to come up with the perfect clubhouse chemistry because they know that still the analytics sure. cannot and probably will never fully account for some human factors. Lance Lynn on line one. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Addison Reed on line two. Zach Duke on line three. But I think that's right. And, and the thing is, that team, and again, it only was three consecutive games. So they weren't right, like in a 10-game game. But, 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 but it's been a month and a half you, where they weren't playing the dominant style yeah, of baseball and, that they were to start the season. And the bats had cooled. And the bats had too. really cooled off. And you could feel, though, you could feel a collective sigh of uh, from everybody. And it changed the dynamic of that game 
Completely. Yes, it did. Like, I never thought, and of course, what, Garver and uh, who else? Crone, Crone, yeah. Uh, came up in the eighth and Homer, but you never really had a feeling after that, like, Oakland might come back now. That's right. It was as if done. That ball, the Rosario ball left, that game was done. That's exactly it was like how I felt. I, I was like, Oakland should just pack it in here. Not that they're not a good baseball club. Like, they could go to the playoffs, too. But it felt over from that moment on. That's what was remarkable to me. You, you talked about analytics, Rami. I've been accused of being an analytics guy in the past, but I don't have I don't the formula. It. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't... The shoe doesn't fit. <laughs> you should see my <laughs> mid-thigh shorts today. Um, you wearing your phone holster? I don't have... Okay. No, no. You're not, not wearing, you're, and you're violating company policy. I'm not wearing a We're phone on the belt. I'm not wearing a phone on the belt. I have you know right now, hey. it's very hot out. I'm in full full regalia. Shh. Popular show. Don't Could be in a narc. Share that information out there. I don't have my cell phone. Hey, if, the price is, if the price is right, <laughs> right. I'll take the hit. <laughs> I don't have I don't have the little what do you hold your, your pen in? Yeah, I yeah. don't have that. Uh-huh. But I view analytics uh as as a pretty good way to get to the final story, and then you need some modifications at the end to make the final story. So I, I view Eddie Rosario as uh, his stats plus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I give him a plus for that sort of, hey, this is a big moment. All right, let's go. I'm in. And uh, Luis Arise the other day. Same Arise. deal. Luis Arise. Had that just moment that. of just, just point, point to around. It just, it's better. <laughs> he had Let's that moment. Let's not try and do things we can't do. <laughs> it's 0 and 2, and he goes up there facing 98, 99 mile an hour gas. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, "Oh gosh, I hope I, I hope I make contact," he goes up and he's like, "All right, let's go." That to me earns a plus. You get a plus for that. Being a good teammate, Marwin Gonzalez, you earn a plus for that. So I look around at guys. You're the sum of your stats, and then. The adjustment. Rosario, I think we have to make an adjustment up for him hitting a bomba in a big spot right there. But let's also, and this is the unquantifiable, you can't put you can't put stats on this, you can't gauge this. But let's look at last night, too, as far as the success of this year for this team. And a lot of things have just gone right. And in the last month plus, things had not gone great. They had not been terrible. But, okay, so it's my contention that Rosario got benched, basically, which mm-hmm. I think he deserved. Mar, I don't care. Maintenance day, whatever. I, I, anyway, I don't fully agree. Just to get on the record, but go ahead. He didn't play. He, okay, so he does not play. So Gonzalez gets the start, and I think it was his fifteenth start of the year in left. This guy's the consummate pro. I mean, he's a pro's pro. In the fourth, he makes a catch that saved that game because there were two outs. Guy on third. The catcher is it Fegley hit the ball to the wall, yeah. and Gonzalez goes back and makes a catch that that any ordinary left. Fielder might have had a problem making, but he makes that catch. It's a great catch. Then Rosario comes up in the pinch hit situation and homers. And I'm sorry, but I would argue that if Rosario hadn't screwed up on Wednesday, the circumstances of that don't play out like that. Baseball offers some very nice narrative, unquantifiable things. Some are BS and some aren't. In this case, I'm buying that I'm buying that it was real and that there were things. That happened last night that plays very nicely into what has been, for the most part, a very successful 2019. For me, watching that game last night, and if you're new to the Score North First Place Twins show, by the way, record number of downloads of the Score North First Place Twins show. That's awesome. We thank you for that, for listening, and uh, tell a friend, retweet when you uh, see good things about us on Twitter or other social media platforms. Let more people know how awesome we are, but... 
I, if you're new to the show, and a lot of you are, as we keep hitting new record downloads, I was brought here from Milwaukee by way of Chicago. So I grew up a Cubs fan, but always, and I've told you guys the story before, kind of had a soft spot for the Twins. I have like a handful of American League teams that I rooted for on and off growing up, and the Twins were one of them. But last night was the first time and the first moment that I jumped up off my couch and clapped for a Twins for a twins moment. You felt and, it. Yeah, I felt it. I really felt it. Welcome aboard. I jumped Ronnie off Mac the couch. Walk. I clapped. I gave a fist pump. When it, yeah, one of those. Did I, you use let's go with an expletive in I the middle? I think I did. I think I did. <laughs> Last night was the first time. Like, I've, I've you been. You were Rosario I've going been, towards the was, twins yeah, dugout. Yeah, saying, exactly. you, you bleepers. Yeah. This I is was. what you needed. <laughs> I, there were a few expletives. Get your screams. hands up. Absolutely. Let's there, go. There were a few expletives screamed. Like, I've backed them since I've gotten here. It's good for business if the twins are good. But last night was the first time that I personally got excited and like I said jumped off my couch fist pumped clapped screamed some expletives it was uh that's but the ballpark was electric that's after that, that it was amazing which was and and in sports I love that I love being in a stadium or ballpark or rink where the uh the switch gets flipped yes where it's yep. like everyone's hot last night they're tired of of watching this team make mistakes for the past couple of weeks or so cuz I believe they're up to Eight errors and six uh, games since the All Star break. They're tired of the offense struggling, and then you get that insta jolt, just insta. And I don't think it's a coincidence that after that you saw in the eighth inning Garver and Crone go out there Agreed. and just crush it. Routine again. That's that's part of the human element that you can't factor in with analytics. I do believe that momentum is a thing. I believe that an energy in a dugout and a clubhouse is a thing, and it was lacking. That stadium and that dugout were. Dead when Eddie Rosario and, and then the Eddie's chant started and then he he lived up to the moment and that and it just popped the top off the whole stadium and I think the team felt that and and it it transferred to other players yeah. hopefully it transfers to other games starting tonight in game two of that series but something more than just a home run or a moment or even just a win in my opinion happened last night at Target Field you know I thought that switch that you're talking about Judd was going to flip on the Luis. Arise, mm-hmm. pinch hit, walk, or whatever you want to call it. Pinch hit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Selvin in for Jonathan Scopo, too. Draws a walk against a tough, oh, yeah. tough closer. I thought, okay, hey. Three nights ago, right? That's that's a, I thought, that's a moment for this team. Yep. And then they end up losing the game, I think, 3-2, and go on. They boot another one against the Mets that ended up being ugly. And by the way, we got to get to, did the Twins bullpen do its job? That'll oh, be fun later today. Yes, yeah, so it's Friday. We're going to oh, luckily. Oh, there's, a, there, there's a buried pitching point from last night yes. that's very instructive yes. and very controversial for Rocco Baldelli. It's going to be a fun, fun, fun game show today. Unfortunately, we don't have time to play the game show from Thursday night's game in which A. Ray Adrianza was throwing pitches for the no, Twins. No, we don't we'll need just to play skip that right game. Over Let's the, not play that game. Crush Matt McGillis' job. Don't joke about it. The, the poor man lost his job that yesterday. won't be part of the game show. We don't have enough time on this two-hour first-place Twins show. Um, but I thought that Luisa Rise was going to be a moment, and then it wasn't. And then it started to, the gap, that is, close a little bit. Indians are playing some pretty good baseball. They got some good starters, including one possibly coming back before not too much longer. Corey Kluber, like, you started to get a little nervous well, if got, you were a Twins fan. They got Detroit mm. again and again and yeah. again and yeah. again. I'm sure they're, they're playing to Detroit them. tonight, right? They've I don't know. I think they've played sure. them 69 more times for the, for the rest, for the rest of, the, rest of yeah. the year. Hey, they're the just Tigers, play the Tigers were winning for an inning I, or two last night. Hey, and congrats yeah. to them. Congrats to them. Against Trevor Bauer. Yeah. 
That's a moral victory right How about there. That? You had a lead, Detroit. Like, way to go, Guardy's bunch. You walk out heads held high after that one. <laughs> There's another thing we got to talk about later. So this was that matchup. What? But I, I, anyways, I yeah. just thought Arise was going to be a moment, and Rosario turned out to be that switch flip moment. So, so, um, you sports geeks, nerds, Derek, hate the term momentum. What's <laughs> you looking at me? What's the difference? No, no, I've, I've got a question though. I've got a question because it's it's a it's a question based with, with an observation. I don't hate the term momentum, but I, I don't. Hear di- it. I don't disagree, though. I, I think it gets stated too much. Well, that team played great in Game Six. They've got all the momentum going sure. into Game Seven. But what? But where do we split the hair? And what's the difference between momentum and confidence? Yeah, because I don't think it's. I don't think that the Twins are all of a sudden going to come out and play great tonight because of of the home run by Rosario last night. But I did sense, and I do think it gave them a confidence that they were sorely lacking in recent weeks. It's. Momentum to me, the the only thing that we can't do is he can't project it forward. You can't say he has momentum and therefore he's going to get a hit his next plate appearance. That's BS. Um, they've done some studies in basketball where actually like maybe the hot hand is a real thing, but mm-hmm. baseball, man, come on, that's what you're trying to do up there in the batter's box is sure. so close to impossible that I I just I don't get how that could even. How your last plate appearance could have any bearing on your next one. Just like physically, it doesn't make sense to me. Momentum is a real thing in sports. What I don't like to do is then turn it forward. What what does this mean for tomorrow night's game? But in this case, Judd, to answer your question more directly, mm-hmm. it allows the Twins to not fake it for a night. They don't have to fake that they're feeling great tonight. And I think that's a part of the Zen of Rocco, as you termed it, Judd. And by the way, we're still looking to see if we can get that uh, approved for t-shirts. But... Having this Zen attitude in a lot of ways, don't take this the wrong way, but like sometimes it's faking it until you make it. Sometimes it's coming to the park and saying, yeah, I feel good today. Let's go. And then as fans on the outside are saying like, are you kidding? You gave up a laugher yesterday. Trevor May hung a curveball and it was off to the races for the Mets and they embarrassed you. How can you feel good today? And if you're the twins, you're saying, doesn't matter. That was yesterday. This is today. Sometimes, Judd, you're faking that. It's absolutely. Of course yesterday stung. When you came to the park uh, yesterday, so Thursday, you came to Target Field knowing Wednesday sucked for you. You were not happy about how it happened, and Mm -hmm. you just had to flush it and partially pretend. Friday, you're going to show up to the park tonight. There is no pretending that yesterday was a good day for you. Like, there is no question about it. Everyone who went to that game went home feeling better about the Twins. Everyone who played in that game for the Twins went home feeling better about the Twins. We, the four of us here, sitting in this room on the Score North First Place Twins show, we probably feel, even incrementally, we probably feel a little bit better about the Twins' chances for October today than we did yesterday. And that's what a home run like that can do when you talk about momentum. It's not having to fake a positive attitude the next day at work. You said you don't know why Judd was looking at you when he referenced nerds. He why? said nerds and geeks and then just like darted over but me. Why were you looking at me when you said sometimes you just have to fake it till you make it? <laughs> because because you're so paranoid, Rami. Because Rami's paranoid. <laughs> that's why, that's totally why people are staring at me. Freudian why, are, slip. why are you people staring at me? Stop looking at me! Freudian slip. I didn't know I did that. Amazing. And speaking of t-shirts, have we made the make the trade, plan the parade t-shirts yet? I have two of them, boys, that we gotta talk about. About today, <laughs> two trades or two T-shirts, two matchups. Oh, okay. that, that should be the first sh- to get that T-shirt. If yes, it is, man. that you should have been watching. I think your name is on it. It's quote 
Rami Rami Makhlouf down at the bottom. Quote, Rami is tweeting. Perfect. I think so. That's branding right there. There are two matchups yesterday, and there was a report that Judd pointed out to me from uh, John Morosi of MLB.com, and I believe MLB Network. We have some reckless trade speculation. There is some reckless trade speculation, and two. It might not be that reckless. No, but one of these is really interesting. We we call everything reckless around here. It's okay. The trade could be done pending physicals, and we're going to call it reckless speculation. I want to talk a little bit more about that win last night, though, and and Rocco Baldelli's approach to that win and some of the things he said afterwards because I think he believes what we've been saying which is that that was more than just winning one baseball game the 95th baseball game of the year that you think was, he believes that that was bigger than that I do think he believes okay. that his actions and his words tell me that he believes that it's the score north first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes the magic number is 64 Miguel Sano was one for two with two walks and a run scored and an error and an error I'm Robbie Mackloff that's Judd Zalgad the ever negative my baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your the Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. To first, Crone to the bag, and the Twins end a short three-game losing streak with a really nice come-from-behind win against the red-hot Oakland A's. That was the highlight on Fox Sports North last night. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 64. Miguel Sano was one for two with two walks and a run scored. And Judd? Also an error at third base. I'm Early in the game as he uh, continues to fall down. By the way, can he stop falling down while making that plays? That was a tough play. You Give don't need break. to fall. I, I feel like he's on his ass half the Matt time trying Shedman to make plays doesn't make that third play base. if he's healthy. <laughs> oh, oh, now you've gone too far. <laughs> now wow. you've gone too far. <laughs> You're talking Shedman about the modern day Brooks play. Robinson. And you know Derek what? Miguel, Miguel, Sano is, your Miguel Sano is playing very, very well. That's why I'm telling everyone I call if I'm Derek Felby. <laughs> he has found God when it comes to his approach to baseball. Hey, New York Mets. That's <laughs> right. What more? Reckless speculation. Sounds pretty good, huh? Love Meet Sano, greet Sano, go to Midtown and get Sano. That's pretty good. Thank you. Oh, they would love him in New York. I can oh, they would love his 30, 30 plus thirty plus percent strikeout rate in New York. Oh, 40, 40 plus. plus. I'm sorry. He, 40 he, lo- plus. he loves the Big right Apple, at. too. We'll get into the reckless speculation a little later in the show. Like uh, Derek said, we're also going to play Did the uh, Twins Bullpen Do Its Job. It's been a while since we've played that. I don't know if Ram Rami is even around. we got to check and see if he's uh, if he's back in the building. Does he have PTO to cash in or something? But, what? Uh, like, geez. Wanted to talk a little bit more about that win last night. We've been sitting around talking about that it was more than just a win. It was a is a big moment for the Twins. And I don't think that that's just fan speak based on the fact it looked like Rocco Baldelli felt that way. First of all, he's laying down bunts. Judd texted me during the show yesterday and said, Rocco will never admit it, but he loves to bunt. I mean, when did we ever see Rocco Baldelli calling for... And those looked like they were called for. The Jake Cave one was for sure. Jake yeah. Cave's not doing that or he's in New Britain by I, today. That is that the first time this season? 
that we've seen a called bunt by Rocco Baldelli? I'm cashing my memory back. Like we had some NL games that it might have happened in an NL game, yeah. possibly with a pitcher. Adrianza bunted uh, successfully. They the didn't, they didn't bunt score. Sure looked like a strategic one, and that got got well. And, and again, though. In Rocco's defense, second, I guess, out. yeah, you're trying to move guys, and and I know, I know, there's people that are going to rebel and they get upset, but I think both were strategically called for. I really and do. then, and Roy Smalley brought this up, and you can catch Roy Smalley at 4:20 every Tuesday on Mackie and Judd with Rami here on Score North. He pointed out that bringing out, um, God, I'm drawing a blank now. Taylor Rogers for a six out save. That was a sign of how badly Rocco Baldelli wanted and felt the I'd like, Twins. I'd like to discuss. This game. I'd like to discuss that at some point. I mean, because there's, right a, now there's a lot of meat on this bone. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go so ahead. You don't don't want to play Rocco first? And though? I was just going to say, and then after the game, okay. Rocco Baldelli had this to say about how big a win that this was. It's hard to put into words. I mean, you don't, there aren't many moments like that, even over the course of the season. There are big hits. There are big moments. There are guys that drive in runs. There are guys that get big outs. Um, some of them are, are huge. But, you know, uh, single-handedly coming, you know, coming into the game, pinch hitting late in the game against uh, a good team and a good reliever and a big spot with people on base and, uh, you know, giving your team the lead with one swing. I mean, those are those are just an enormous, you know, moments for the game today, but also big picture too. I mean, those are the, those are some memorable. Um, that will probably be one of the more memorable moments, um, you know, that we have at least to this point in the year. Um, even and we've had some big moments to compare it to. Zed Master Rocco knows that there is a lot of energy, a lot of aura that emanates from that win last night more than just. Shaving a number off the magic number and one game closer to an AL Central Championship. Rocco Sensei. That was to me, and I know it wasn't this huge, great quote, but considering what we ordinarily get from him post, yes. exactly. Yes. That that to me was his most okay. I'm going. I'm going to for one second put the cliches completely aside and acknowledge that 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 hit was as big as you guys think. Right. And ordinarily he. Definitely he pulls tries us back. to go the opposite he way. Pulls us back, yes, yeah. but he didn't. He didn't sound super jazzed there. But if you listen to the context of that, that's right. That's a lot. But that's Rocco. That's how he talks. Sure, that's but how he sounds. I'm giving him credit. Exactly right. And I'm just he trying acknowledged to, it. I'm trying to set it up for maybe as Rami mentioned, new listeners to the Score North First Place Twin Show who haven't heard a lot of Rocco sound this year. You know, rookie manager. What's this guy all about? And in this case, Judd, his Rocco typically has this sort of gravitational pull back toward the middle. If you're like, man, you guys are you guys are scuffling, this is terrible, lots of errors, three game losing streak, he'll say, We have another opportunity tonight and we're looking forward to Gibby taking the mound. And yep. you know, some moments are bigger than others in a baseball season, but ultimately that's baseball and we're gonna try to win tonight's game. Like that that's Rocco. That's where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And and you could go the other way too. You're like, wow, oh my gosh, you guys are on pace to set the home run record. Isn't this the best team in baseball history? And he say, Well, certainly it is a team in baseball history, and certainly we feel good about how we are playing right now. And truthfully, what we're trying to do is come out and win tonight's game, and that is our primary objective and our only goal for today. Right. You're like, okay, all he right. doesn't because he doesn't want to say us back to the middle, Rocco. Last night, pull us back to the middle, but, and then Rosario goes deep in that spot, and he's like, "Yeah, man, that was huge." It's, but it's totally a, different. But but he he did a very good job for him of acknowledging what that meant. 
And and the fact that you're going to go through the course of a 162-game season, and there's going to be moments that feel big, but this one really was. And he's right about that. And and to, to me, that this is all a very interesting learning experience with him because we don't know him yet, right? That's right. And yeah. those first two months are off the charts, so nothing really went wrong. And, and not to say that things were going down the toilet at this point, but things certainly weren't as good. And so the question, I think, becomes, okay, when do you start to get sort of real here? And last night, to me, he gave you a real response so that we all said, you recognize what we did, which is this was incredibly important and how that played out was. I think when you look at sort of how he expressed it, too, because, like, he was asked the question, and then he said, um, and then he, like, paused for a second. And then and then went into, well, yeah, it was a big moment last night, almost as if he's saying, like, you know what? That was let me just let this out. I'll give and it let to me him. just let me I'm, I'm going to give it to the yes. to the guys today and just say, like, yeah, this this was different than a lot of the other games that we've played this year. Yeah, I think that was the first time we saw Rocco Baldelli. We saw Rocco Baldelli when he felt like his team needed to really needed a win. We in both his yes. actions and his words. I was afterwards. just going to ask yeah. about that. That was this. the first time that we saw that side of Rocco Baldelli, and it's probably true. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, look at this team. They yeah. were what forty and eighteen at one point. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. it's probably true. So you brought up the actions and the words, and I don't know. Maybe there's more. You did mention the bunt, but. I don't think we can look past the fact that Taylor Rogers was asked to get six out, six out in, in a big spot against a good team. I think we back up though. I think I think the telltale, and, and because of the home run, this got buried. But I think the telltale before you get to the uh, the six, uh, six out save again from Taylor. More importantly, Kyle Gibson. He pitched so well. Great, I right? But but you guys know as well as I do. A month and a half ago, when Profar hits the two run or uh, two run two out home run in the sixth, that's about it. Gibson doesn't get the seventh. He he managed that thing last night for the first time, I think, to say, okay. Like it's October. I, I got to be careful here. And Gibson was pitching well and deserved it. But I'm telling you, I, I'll bet you 100 bucks if we could go back in time now, that Gibson's out after six. He gets the seventh into Taylor, which is a very interesting discussion about, and Rocco's right here, but how he feels currently about the bullpen. And not that guys are destined to fail, but they had to get that win last night. He knew that. And so he he knew that going from Kyle to Taylor was his best chance. I believe they got Duffy up at some point. Yeah, Duffy was warming for two weeks. And I don't think he had any interest in making it that was, move. If Gibson had to come out for the seventh, like if he got a couple runners on sure. or something like that, I think that was Duffy's game. Okay, but that's but he didn't want to do You're that exactly and he didn't right. have to. You're exactly right. The, this was a Rocco that we saw last night that we have not seen yet. And and I liked it, but it also, again, goes back to our conversations now for a month plus about why this bullpen needs help. We can spend time talking about um, Gibson later today if you guys want. But just to say quickly, I think that was the right move from Rocco to mm-hmm. keep him in, not only for the rest of the sixth, but also the seventh, because... When Gibson has that stuff, like I, I'm almost surprised after after watching him pitch for pitch through seven innings. If you would have told me he gave up three runs, I would have been like, "Do you know what I mean?" Like if you weren't keeping score, you would have been like, "Oh, I thought he pitched better than that." Seven strikeouts, I think no walks. But even Correct. the home run that Profar hit, 
It was a good pitch yes. by Kyle Gibson. Fast We've talked about the fact that, you know, guys do make mistakes and the other team doesn't doesn't capitalize on them. Sure. And they'll say, I only made one mistake it's after like, the game. Yeah. <laughs> now, you made more than one. That was they just got a, you on That one. was just a one that they <laughs> got you on. That pitch to Profar was a good pitch. Yeah, I mean. And just a really good hitter. When yep. Kyle Gibson is pitching like that, you, I'm just, I was watching that and I'm thinking, game three starter. You right. know, because I I'm a, a two track mind. I've said this plenty of times before on the Score on First Place Twin Show. One track is what's happening in July that's going to send you to October. Track two is how is this thing setting up for October baseball? And when Kyle Gibson has the four seam fastball going, that two seamer that runs just a little bit, but enough that he can bite the corner. When he's got the slider, and then he mixed in some nice change ups yesterday, and even a few just show me curveballs. That pitcher is a different guy than the one who gets made fun of on hashtag twins Twitter all the time. That Kyle Gibson could make uh, an important start for the twins in October if he has all that stuff working. So he opened against Texas a couple uh, Sundays back and yeah. pitched the first. And I believe he walked a guy. He, he was fine. Just um, one inning, right? But yes, but he just pitched the first in that game. And he talked afterwards about the fact that I believe he's six foot six, right? And he talked about the fact that his his release point, I believe, was off. And, okay. and he's like, I got to work on that. And then what was concerning was the Friday game after the All-Star break, he starts in Cleveland and got off to a really nice start. And I tweeted, hey, he's he looks good. And I had no sooner hit publish on my Twitter account <laughs> than, was you. Than, he lost, than he lost command. But that concerned me. <laughs> sure. I, I believe he was taken out uh, after three and two-thirds. Sure. And that's concerning. And so it it had to be... It had to be a relief for the Twins to see him come in last night then and start and pitch that well. And yes, I'm with you. If you can get that guy, I trust him. But I think the the bigger conversation here is where Rocco is at with the bullpen right now and the fact that in the last, what, five days now, six days, three guys have been DFA'd and the 40 man's down to 36 guys. So, and and it's not just, it's not just Baldelli. It's Falvey. Levine, there, there's a definite, there's a definite seismic shift going on right now about who can we trust in given situations as well. Yep, and that comes back to the fact that I firmly believe we are days away from a move being made, so that it doesn't always have to be tailored. And I, I think, and I, I've witnessed that that's natural for what what we're seeing right now in terms of the shift of of figuring out who you really trust, especially in the back end of a bullpen, because by this point in the season, unless you have a major hole, your lineup is pretty much set. Unless you have an injury, your starting rotation is pretty much set. But a bullpen is always fluid, and and almost any contending team, unless you're the Yankees who've just got three, four dominant arms down there, it's it's a fluid situation, and this is the part of the season where you start shifting who you really trust because the stakes get higher. The stakes get higher if you're in a division race, and you know that September and October are coming, and the stakes will be even higher then. And you need to figure out now who those guys will be. Yeah, for months I was saying, keep your powder dry, figure it out. The trust tree will evolve almost organically. At the beginning of the year, it was Blake Parker and Taylor Rogers. The trust tree? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, sure. Oh, right. yeah, who, I've heard of the circle you of know, trust. You know, you young nerds really drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> I've heard of the, the circle of trust. From the yeah, yeah, no, 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 meet the, no, no, meet the parents. Robert De Niro yeah, has no, the circle of trust. Of trust. Yeah. That's right. I know, but there's no circle of trust with me right now. 
His circle of trust is one. I trust Taylor Rogers. It's a small circle. The left-hander who's up constantly, it it's seems like. It's a small like. circle. But that, like, my point is just that they had this group. And even going into spring training, let's just say this. Taylor Rogers, uh, Blake Parker, Fernando Romero, and maybe like plus or minus one. They had names that they... Oh, Trevor Hildenberger was on that list. Yeah. How things change, how things evolve over time. My contention for six weeks was, hey, I know we all think that the sky is falling. Let's figure out what this bullpen is. Let's figure out what we have in Matt McGill here. What is Tyler Duffy? Who is Trevor May? How can these guys potentially factor in? And I I think Trevor Hildenberg could be back at some point. But I look at this and I say... Have you seen the ERA? So still, yeah, it's it's not great. He's working on things down in the minor leagues. Well, I'm working on things too. I ain't getting the big leagues, Derek. <laughs> you and me both, bud. Exactly. But I'm looking at this and I say, okay, it. now it's time. And do you know what made me change my mind on that? It was the Adalberto Mejia DFA. The Twins were for six weeks trying to figure out what does this trust tree look like, and it looked like, hey, yeah, you probably moved Blake Parker down in that. Trevor Hildenberger's gone into the minors. Um. Fernando Romero, has anyone heard from him in a while? I look at this What's and going I on say, with Cody Allen. Do we have a Cody Allen update? Uh, He's pitching yeah, in the minors. He, he opened the other day. He, he, uh, I think he also got into last night's game and walks him like four. Ooh, I he, was, he, he, he doesn't have much left. I was going to say, the velocity's not good. I was going to say that he'll be here if they can fix him. I don't think they can fix him. I think they're finding out that they can't. So, I, so here, I think I'll look that, that up for you, though. This whole deal is figure out the guys that are going to go get outs for you in the. The final three innings of Game Two of the American League Division Series, right? That's that's what this is building to. Yes. And in this case, I think the Twins tipped their hand by DFAing three guys when there were pitchers on the roster with minor league options remaining. Because two months ago, what would have been the easy move? Oh, hey, you pitched yesterday. Got oh, options. There's no question. Bye. You're gone. Sorry, you pitched well, but you're gone. We got to go get a fresh arm. Yep. Sorry about it. That's the business. Now they're saying. We lose this guy if we get rid of him. This guy would be free to send down to the minor leagues. But pitcher B is pitching better, so Adalberto Mejia, pack your bags. You're gone. That is a sign that the Twins are serious about this. It's no longer roster management. It's Mm -hmm. how can we get our best pitching group of 12, 13 arms out there to get out. All three guys, too. Every one of them. And, and it, Mike Morin. And I, I believe I'm not overstepping my bounds here by saying that Falvey Levine's regime has been all about the 40 man's always been full. Now, they, they send guys back and forth. Sure. But they have they have sat on pitchers, and we've all been like, really? You're going to do, do that? And they do that, and they do. And Saturday is really the first time that I recall them now being like, nope, nope, and nope. This isn't going to Yeah, so... You're exactly right. They like they're gonna they're doing something here. They liked Mike Morin, and you could tell yep. from Rocco. Uh, I was there the day they DFA'd him. You could tell that he was really torn. Some moves you have to say, "Hey, this is a tough decision," but you're like in the back of your mind, you're like, "Like that guy, he's fine." But like, he's this wasn't a tough decision. He was forty on the forty man roster. He was number forty. Yeah. In the Mike Morin case. They were hurt to send him out. And I think the same of Matt McGill. I can tell you, there are people in that front office who think the world of Matt McGill and thought, if we can just harness this stuff, that that hard curve slider hybrid and that big fastball, we've got a pitcher on our hands. And recently they admitted, this isn't, this isn't it. It's not happening. At least this isn't it right now. So time to move. Time to find our trust tree of relievers, and I think this is a sign that it's it's go time. The, the 40 man's at 36. You know how you get the trust tree? By trading guys you like, too. 
That's that's exactly how they're right. gonna have to get there. And exactly by shaking right. it, and guys fall out of it. The trust tree. Oh, you don't want to shake the trust tree. I'm so, the I'm trust so tree. sick you of hearing the trust not, tree. I'm so uh-uh. sick of athletes that we like. <laughs> no. I, you know what? I like Trevor May. I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cutting him. I need to use him in the exact right uh, opportunity <laughs> slash situation. Trevor Hildenberg to, uh, Hildenberger to answer your guys' question. Nine games in Rochester now, and I think he's been hurt for part of this time. Sitting on an 8.44 ERA. Rami, uh, your guy Cody Allen has now pitched in four games, including one as an opener. He's got a 4.5 ERA. He's pitched four innings. He's given up four hits, two runs, a home run, and he has walked. He's walked five and struck out three. And the last thing I saw was the velocity is still down. I think he's fried. If it's 94, 95, he's got a shot. If it's 91, 92, you get Anaheim. I think Cleveland fried him. So, which is, you know, fair. Yeah, hey. This is the business. I, fr- I fry this guys. Big leaks. Yeah. would fry them sure. all the time. Absolutely. And I mean that in the best way possible. Absolutely. Arms being fried, not, you know, so, okay. Just be clear. I, I, so, <laughs> there's. Well, I don't want it to come off wrong. That's right. You I'm saying I'd fry careers. Clarify your words. Okay, good. Super important. I don't yeah. want people in 2019 to take it wrong and take out their <laughs> angst towards America on me. So, two things. I like all you listeners. You're all great. In one case, I appreciate and respect the fact that the twins are trying to develop with. From within, that's going to be helpful. It's going to bear fruit. Taylor Rogers is an example of, hey, this guy's like a pitcher we kind of like. Boom, one change. Now he's an all-star caliber closer. That type of development is going to be helpful for the Twins, not only this year, but into the future. So that's one hand. On the other hand, I think it's okay to admit that right now you would just compete better against the likes of the Yankees and the Astros and the Dodgers if you had another arm like, oh, I don't know, Shane Green or Ken Giles or Will Smith. Go on and on and on down that list, Kirby Yates. It's perfectly fine to concede that internal development is important and it's okay to go shopping. And I think the Twins are looking at this right now with four spots open on the 40-man saying, might be time to go shopping. Are you leading us into some reckless speculation? Shane Green would have looked pretty good in that eighth inning. Is yesterday. that what you're doing right now? Or the ninth? You, it, gets, it gets even juicier. That's what I love. Oh, it's juicier. Oh, does it? It's, it's really good. Shall we? Like I've got Next. three bigger names to bring up. What? Three bigger names than that? You betcha. Hmm. Names that'll cost you a lot. I'm intrigued. Arms, legs. It's going to be an expensive shopping trip. You know what Let's I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep listening to the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 64. Miguel Sano is one for two with two walks and a run scored. <laughs> and an error, Judd. Had an error. And an error. error at a future uh, first baseman DH if he's not in, in the National League. We're back right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. You want reckless speculation? You know this thing about How about reckless trade speculation? How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins Twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. All right, time for a Score North download. It's 1248 and uh, much has been talked about the Twins bullpen uh, issues pretty much all season long. And we saw... Taylor Rogers go two innings to get the save to uh, lock things down last night as the Twins snapped that three-game losing streak. Who should the Twins go after as far as a bullpen arm is concerned? Uh, Kirby Yates from the Padres. We think in Ken Giles from the Blue Jays. Shane Green from the Tigers. Will Smith from San Francisco. What do you think? Let us know. Tweet us at Score North. 
And in fact, as we return to the Score North first place twin show, Rami Makhlouf, Judd Zolgan, and Derek Wetmore are going to recklessly speculate on that very topic, gentlemen. Oh boy, are we? We are live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, and the uh, magic number is 64. Miguel Sanoa's one for two last night, two walks and a run scored. And Judd, Air, early air in the game. That is in the past. It is now time to look to the future. You want reckless speculation? Oh, you can't. You know this ain't gonna happen. How about reckless trade speculation? Who wants to go first? Windshields, not rear views, boys. You both claim to have juicy, juicy trade speculation. Who'd like to go first? Go ahead. Yeah, we can play off each other. I'd say yesterday, if Taylor Rogers, it depends on matchups, but Taylor Rogers takes the eighth or ninth, that's fine. Would have felt pretty comfortable throwing Shane Green in either one of those innings as well if. He were not a member of the Detroit Tigers. If he were in the Twins bullpen, yeah, you would trust that guy. I think he's got a 106 ERA this year, uh, 34 innings, and I think he's got like 22 saves for the Tigers for those keeping track at home. Shane Green has drawn interest from the Minnesota Twins, according to a report dun, from dun, dun, dun. MLB's <laughs> John Morosi. Uh, not just Shane Green of the Motor City Kitties, but Matthew Boyd. The controllable starting Ooh. pitcher having an excellent season. Uh, Justin Verlander type strikeout and walk numbers. I think one of the most underrated starting pitchers in baseball. Morosi ties the Twins to both of those pitchers, although he is quick to note in his report, I think it's important to bring up, don't want to get hopes up too much. He says, no substantial movement toward a trade has happened yet, but the Twins have checked in on those two guys from Detroit. So, take that for whatever it's worth. The Twins are at least asking about good pitchers starting and relieving within the division. I like it. Judd, can you out-juicy Derek? I, I think, think you can. I think I can. I think I can. Mm-hmm. So, sh- shortly after that report came out, Morosi, who was prolific on Twitter this morning, uh, tweeted that the Dodgers are continuing to show interest as well in Tigers closer Shane Green. All right, interesting, not surprising. Lots of, teams, lots, of, lots of teams, lots of teams in sure. on Shane Green, but here's where it gets ultra juicy. Mm. John Morosi's next tweet: <clears throat> Source: Twins had top talent evaluator in San Francisco for last night's Mad Bum Noah Syndergaard matchup. Minnesota has the prospects to make a strong play for either starter and also has interest in the San Francisco Giants relievers. So he doesn't name just one. And relievers. I, relievers. That's and, plural. And, there is an S on the back. And I that. believe that would be Will Smith. That would be, is it Sam Dyson? Sam Dyson and, and then Tony Watson. Tony the Watson. Lefty. So there's three options there. So that's pretty juicy. So Because the question then becomes, was that top evaluator watching Mad Bomb and Syndergaard? Was he watching the still controllable Syndergaard, who would cost you a ton to get? Or was he watching Mad Bomb and the relievers pitch? Right. So it's not only juicy, I not only come to you with juiciness here, I come to you with intrigue of what were they doing. Were they watching everybody? Well, that's where I was hoping to one-up Judd one more time when he <laughs> talked about the Giants and their... Quartet of competition of reckless speculation. (laughs) I love it. It's become very competitive. Reckless speculation. Who could be more irresponsible? (laughs) Play dueling banjos with them going back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Judd, what do you got? (laughs) I've I've got, yeah, yeah, what is this? (laughs) I've got Mad Bum and Syndicar. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, hey, if we're talking about the Giants, that's great because you got some 
quote unquote rentals, even though I don't love the term, but hey, you got some guys that you're going to hired gun for a postseason run. And I thought I was going to be able to one up one more time with, you know, who was starting opposite Madison Bumgarner in that start? That would be Thor. Two years plus several months this postseason run of team control for a guy who I think just has some of the best stuff in all of baseball for starting pitchers. Uh, Four and a half ERA or something like that this year. So I get that he's not exactly he's not exactly talked about as often as some of the other starting pitchers, and especially because the Mets would probably require a ton to get him. But in terms of arm talent, man, that's about the top of the totem pole. In terms of what's available at this trade deadline, the fact that the Twins had a top evaluator out, according to Morosi, to watch not only Madison Bumgarner, but Noah Syndergaard, to me, is all kinds of intriguing. Speaking of John Morosi, this isn't necessarily Twins-related, but would impact the Twins... Is he trying to one up us? No, this, is, to, this, isn't gonna, this, this won't one up you, you guys, but it is. Speculation. Oh, you know this ain't gonna happen. How about oh, reckless trade speculation? It does constitute, but like I said, it doesn't directly involve the twins. Okay. But uh, John Morosi is saying that the Padres have emerged as a serious suitor for Trevor Bauer. Sure, yeah, I believe that. This one's intriguing. Here, here's my question: Because they have bats and young, young and major got, league ready bats, and they've got te- they've got the minor Indians league talent yeah. prospects out the ears. What is the Padres' plan here? I think they is want Kirby, to compete by next year. But so is Kirby Yates probably going to be traded, and then they would get a controllable pitcher like Bauer, but they would get prospects back for Kirby Yates to replace the prospects that they give up in the Bauer no, trade. If you trade for Trevor Bauer, you keep Kirby Yates. Okay. And the way I'm I trying view, to figure this out, the Padres, they're have, interesting. They have dynamic. such a weird plan, man. Like you're not alone in scratching your head. I've had front office evaluators question, what exactly is the plan there? When they signed Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer to these huge deals, I think they still have Will Myers over there, and they have yes, he's still there. They have this like weird core that doesn't quite make sense. I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. starts the season with them, awesome. And then they've got a bunch of prospects after that. But if you're basically betting on, in these two guys' prime, all of those prospects panning out and filling your spots around the diamond, that's a tricky bet because, as you guys well know, top 10 lists 10 years later look kind of funny. Hey, that guy's a star. That guy's playing every day. Never heard of that guy. But are they they trying to win right now? I think if, if you traded for a Trevor Bauer, you would be making a push for the wild card and flip a coin with the real eye on, on 2020 right. would be your because pedal they, to the metal. They would probably have the best chance of any team right now making the Rays Pirates trade, right? Sure. Because it, their prospects could immediately go and help sure. Cleveland. And yeah. if you're being smart about this and you're the Padres, you could say, hey, we like all our prospects, but there's just too much variance there. There's Absolutely. Upside, downside, through the floor. Like it, You don't know what's going to happen with them. Let's stabilize that a little bit and say Trevor Bauer, on the other hand, is, is only one year after this. So that's a little scary if, if I'm running San Diego. But, man, there are going to be – I think we've been talking about this as potentially a quiet trade deadline. I don't think so, man. I think there are going to be some haymakers thrown. I don't know if the Twins are going to throw one of those punches. Got 12 days to land these haymakers. Somebody's going to throw a haymaker that you say, wow. I think the Twins have to. I really do. Don't you guys? I hope so. I don't see how you don't. I think so. I'm not saying you have to do something haymaker? stupid and, and irresponsible, 
But I'm saying an acquisition where we say, wow, that's that's impressive. The Padres is an interesting one because they are the ones that traded Brad Hand and Adam Simber to the Indians for top-catching prospect Francisco Mejia. Was that last year or two years ago? Two years but, ago. Whatever it was. Like They went and make a swing for a top prospect trade. That's what I'm talking when I say haymaker. So, so I don't know that I'm expecting the Twins to make a, hey, trade Royce Lewis haymaker. I am expecting the Twins to make... Two moves that make you October ready. But as far that's, as the, that's my floor. As minimum. far as the Indians go, this report and the guys who they have an eye on, according to Morosi, are uh, uh, Fran Mil Reyes, who's just a beast of a human uh, being. Have you guys seen yeah, that guy? He's fantastic. He's huge. Yes. <laughs> he makes Josh Bell look kind of small. I'm not sure. Like, that's how big he if is. If I'm Cleveland and I can get him. I'm giving that a ton of and, thought. And Hunter Renfro. Both those guys yeah. uh, have like 25 this. to 27 home runs, about 45, 50 RBIs. And just, they're, like I said, young, major league ready bats. This jibes perfectly with what Tom Hamilton told us. Like you said, a Chris Archer type of deal yes. that they'd want to do if they were to put Trevor Bauer on the trade block seriously this year. It's too bad that the Rays. Uh, fleece the Pirates like that because it it makes every executive now say, well, if we can't get an MVP and a Cy Young, we'll just keep him. It's like, that shouldn't be the expectation, but, but now it, it is. But it is. It changed, it it changed is. the entire thing. We want our Chris Archer trade. That's that's what every front office is probably thinking right now. Certainly it's what every fan base is thinking. Right. Dude, yeah, I'd give up one year of this guy. If I can get Austin freaking Meadows and Tyler Glass now, sign me up. But that, to me, is like... Such and no, high in the sky thinking. And no executive wants to make that trade, too. No, That's no. the problem now. If you're the guy who you're gave afraid up of that trade. those two for a couple of years of affordable, but Chris Archer. You know what, though? It doesn't look good right now. Three words for you guys. Time to pounce. Time to pounce. I thought you Time were going to say. I have six words for you. Flags fly forever and Make the ever. trade. Plan the parade. Make the trade. Plan the parade. Make, Make the, the trade, trade. Plan the parade. Make the trade. Plan the parade. Another hour of Twins Where's the t-shirt? I don't know. Where's that t-shirt? I don't know. Hold on. Talk to Mackie. I got my Twins towel here that, that I got at Beach Towel a couple Ooh, nights ago. I'll swing this around nice. for you guys. How about that? That is Make the trade. Plan the parade. Let me feel that. How soft is that? Plan the parade. Give me $5. <laughs> Another hour of Twins it smells like a beach towel too. coming your way. You're listening to the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 64. Miguel Sano is one for two with two walks, a run scored, and air. An air. We'll Gotta be back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.